and welcome to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, where you'll hear advice from experienced safety leaders on how to protect your people and your business. I'm Sarah Prattley. Peter will be back with us next week. Today, I'm talking with Nick Daw, Division Chief and Fire Marshal for Cobb County Fire and Emergency Services in Atlanta, Georgia. Nick recently contributed to a Billboard magazine article on concert safety called What to Do in Case of an Attack. The article got us thinking about how organizations can better prepare their people for large-scale event emergencies and the benefits of doing so. In this episode, Nick shares his expert crowd safety advice that applies to any large assembly, whether it's a work-related event or a social gathering. Let's listen in. Hey, Nick, thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Sarah. So in the Billboard article, you shared tips on how to help concert goers really protect themselves in case of an attack. What made you want to contribute to an article like this? And why would you say it's so topical and relevant right now? Well, safety isn't always the most attractive topic for people. But in the fire service, we think it is something that everybody needs to pay attention to. You know, with some of the challenges that have been happening internationally, There is some concern of heightened awareness towards active shooters and terrorist situations. So we felt it was a good opportunity to take some of the basic fundamentals we have that we try to teach and get that information out while people are paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, there's a lot of things going on in the world that make it incredibly relevant right now for so many reasons. What kind of responses have you gotten since the article published? So far, it's pretty much everything has been very positive. This weekend, we recently hosted Morgan Wallen for two days at Truist Park in our jurisdiction. So the topic of being safe during a concert was very relevant. We kind of examined some of the things, the messaging we're putting out, some of the efforts we put in. And we think that it's a good time for everybody to kind of slow down, pay attention, take and be aware. And of course, do your best to stay safe in, in all surroundings, in all areas of your entertainment life. Yeah, there's definitely so much there, not only for people who are organizing such events, but of course, for people going to them as well. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. But some organizations obviously host their own large-scale events too, not just venues, but businesses, organizations all over the world, conferences, parties. What can they take away from something like this? Well, with respect to safety and being aware in these circumstances, that's really the best thing you can do. I like to break it into three categories before an attack, how you could best situation yourself. If it actually happens was a whole nother segment that I wanted to be able to provide information. And then just some common good ideas that are just everyday good ideas that could help set yourself up for safety. Yeah. And in your opinion, why would you say it's so important for organizations to really educate their employees ahead of time when it comes to these sorts of large scale events with preparedness, emergency response? Well, I would say because sometimes the solution is a very inexpensive one. It's it's someone paying attention. It's someone saying something. So you'll see marketing and stuff in venues where it says, if you see something, say something. We like to take that a step farther and say, if you see something, say something to someone that can make a difference or do something with it. Because obviously it's hard to measure what doesn't happen if you successfully avoid something. But It's not uncommon. The best solutions out there are some of the pre-trained events. It's being aware. It's reporting suspicious activity. And so for large campuses or businesses that have lots of people, it's easy for people to become complacent working there. Many times, more time they spend at work than with their family to become complacent. And so 
whenever anybody's paying attention, it's a good opportunity to, to, to share this basic information. Yeah, and I like what you said there. I mean, we all obviously hear that common refrain, see something, say something. But I think a lot of times people probably don't understand who to say something to, right? So really important, as you mentioned, to really give people and arm people with that knowledge. If you do see something, obviously go to the right person, the right organization at these different events or in different circumstances to make that difference. Duty of care is really important too as we think about businesses and organizations. You shared some great advice from the article. Can you take us through some of the steps that event goers can take to really prepare for a potential emergency or some sort of active threat if they experience one? Sure. And like I said a minute ago, thinking about it in three different piles of information would be like before an attack, what you would do if it happens is a whole different subset of things and then some good ideas to set yourself up for safety. I would say that before an attack, you never know when an attack is going to happen, obviously. So these things for venues are the same things you could apply in regular business properties. So I would say that you should know the venue and your surroundings. You should know the way ins and out of your businesses. Familiarize yourself with like your layouts. In an event environment, a buddy system sounds kind of cheesy, but it is, it is a thing in 2023 that if you're going to an event, you should, if it's a group of girls, if it's a group of younger adults, teenagers, you should use a buddy system and you should know what each other are doing and wearing and being familiar with how to contact each other. We mentioned suspicious activity. That's a great thing on the before category. Another thing would be establishing a meeting point. If you're going to get separated, that happens for various said reasons, not just in the event of an attack. Having a predetermined location for you to connect or meet or if we get separated, meet back here. Those are sound, inexpensive things that you can just do. And, and then, of course, stay informed. You'll notice there's a lot of things messaging-wise for ways finding in these venues or these properties. There's many times a lot of signs that people don't pay attention to or scrolling menus. Those usually provide good information that not everybody pays attention to. And then, of course, when you get into large crowds, that is a whole different beast, I would say. And uh, I traditionally try to stay to the back of the crowd. I traditionally try to know where there's a, a way in and a way out. I think some of the tech information we get in our safety codes will say that 70% of all people will go in and out the same way. So if you enter a building, people try to go out that way. It's very good information to know there's many marked exits all throughout these buildings and there's more than one way out. So having that is also good information. If for some reason an attack does happen, there's a couple of things you should do. The first thing is react immediately. If you see smoke, fire, or an alarm, depending on the circumstance, obviously get out. This was a thing in the station nightclub. You guys probably are familiar with, I think it was a great white concert in Rhode Island 10, 12 years ago. People just didn't realize that the fire wasn't part of the show. And when you notice that it is, it, it sometimes can be too late to react. So obviously get out, meet at your predetermined location, I suggested. And then, you know, a communication plan, text, text groups. We use text groups even from the fire and EMS side because it's very hard to hear a radio in these loud environments. So we use text. But in closing, I would say some of the good ideas that you can just put in place to, I guess, set yourself up for optimal safety would be know those ways to get out. Exits are marked. There's usually five or six in assembly areas. Businesses always have two, even high rises. 
I know I got teased a little bit at the fire department in my billboard magazine article, but having a clear mind is also uh, a very valuable thing in the event if something happens. So not over partaking in some of these environments that can be drinking or we're seeing an uptick with kids that'll try CBD gummies for the first time. I would say that that's not an optimal situation to try it your first time at some of these events. And then some of the basic things like keeping your cell phone charged. You'd be surprised how many people don't charge their phone before going out. And so in the end, I would say that concerts and these events and social environments are supposed to be fun. And so you obviously want to do that first, but while you're enjoying yourself and you're around your friends and family and coworkers, just keep some of this stuff in the back of your mind. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like there's a lot of very easy things that we can all do, just kind of taking note of our locations when we walk into an atmosphere or a different event. As you mentioned, there's so many simple things, right? Charge your cell phone, be on a text message chain. And I think they're probably things that we all think, aha, yeah, that is really smart, but maybe we don't do it as kind of a natural practice. When you think about some of the instances that you mentioned, there's obviously a lot of things that can happen. We live in a country where, unfortunately, there's a lot of gun violence and activity. What would you say for some sort of active threat, like maybe a shooting situation or some sort of suspicious behavior? Anything you would offer to people in an environment like that? Well, I would say, obviously, react immediately. This is where some of those things I previously mentioned come into play with knowing where to meet people, getting out, calling 911, don't delay. Being part of the fire department, it doesn't intimidate me to call 911, but there's a lot of people that do get uncomfortable thinking that they don't want to call 911 until they absolutely know it's an emergency. So I, I try to take an opportunity whenever I see those people to say, this is part of the, the routine. We need that call. There are some strategies with respect to staying, fighting, or fighting. Those are all going to be different depending on the property you're on, and you should work with your property owner and your your building owner or your business on how you want to approach those. But usually the best course of action is to react immediately, utilize your communication plan, let people know where you are if you can't get out, but essentially try to get out as well. Yeah, Nick, you mentioned a really important point there. I think a lot of people are probably intimidated by the concept of picking up the phone, dialing 911, and then what, right? Wanting to make sure that they have a ton of information. But like you said, really important just to make that initial call and try and do something to help, obviously, if there is suspicious activity. It could obviously go a long way, and maybe it's only a finite amount of time if it doesn't end up being a situation. So, yeah, definitely something important for people to remember. Yeah, it's easy, low-hanging fruit, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I can see how all of this really applies to more than just active threats or hostile acts. It can really be any emergency that impacts crowd, right? Crowd surges, power outages, maybe even natural disasters like some sort of earthquake, all kinds of things really kind of fall into these categories. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and I would even add in inclement weather. It's not uncommon. People are in parks, and depending on where you're situated in the world or the country, this weather, lightning is obviously serious. If you're out on the water or on a boat, this stuff is serious, and it could come on quickly. But I've tried to distill it down to a couple of basic things that apply to most common scenarios. And, and being prepared is really the chapter of the book. Yeah, absolutely. Preparedness is clearly key. Any specific resources, tools you'd recommend for businesses or just people in general to really stay prepared in advance of some sort of large-scale event, whether it's in your personal life or your professional life? Yeah, obviously there's a there's a gambit there, but if there's a, you know, a homeowner, there there's resources at the National Fire Protection Association, NFPA, will try to condition people to do 
what to do if your house is on fire, which distills back to a meeting location. They try to teach your kids more than one way out. That can escalate up to a property. You could have a high-rise building where 30, 50 businesses could be located in there. It's really important that you identify the stakeholders on who's going to be the person that observes that feature for the building. If you are in a 100-plus story building, that's a different circumstance than a 10-story building or a 15-story building. So it's all relevant to your campus or your property. I can tell you that universities have a lot of resources they put into this because they have large open campuses. I would say some of the larger corporate properties have usually some level of security and and predetermined training. So it's really from floor wardens all the way down to individual people responsible for checking the fire extinguisher tag in your space. There's a whole host of opportunities there. But the trick would be to, before it's an issue, bring it up, figure out who the decision makers are and just casually meet while you don't need to know. And then hopefully with that, you will be prepared when an emergency happens. Absolutely. And as we kind of get into a more festive time of the year, right, I think a lot of us are probably preparing for different events. Again, whether those are focused on business and organizations or things in our personal lives, anything in particular um, as far as advice around events like this? Yeah, we're moving into the outdoor cooking season and there's going to be an uptick in unintended fires from could be grilling, smoking, or the more common one is turkey frying fires where people would forget to fully thaw the turkey and put it in a a boiling vat of oil and it can overflow. Hopefully you moved away from your home and aren't doing it on a combustible deck or Christmas comes around and there's a lot of issues related to trees. The National Fire Protection Association, the International Code Council have great information they put on their website. There's NIST, which is the National Institute of Safety Technologies. That's a government entity. They provide some really good information. And they have good videos on the tree fires that can potentially happen if you don't water them correctly and the deep frying fires. But it's really just safety when you're getting comfortable and enjoying your friends and family. It's those little extra steps that will help you be safe with an unintended emergency. Nick, thank you so much for being on the show. This topic is incredibly relevant no matter what time of year it is, not only, of course, when we think about workplace and employee safety, but just personally as well. So thank you so much for being with us. So many great takeaways. Obviously, a lot of the common sense and just small things that we can all do, whether it's in a personal or a business setting of just kind of taking a moment, understanding our surroundings, or like you said, even charging a phone before an event to make sure that you have enough battery power really go a long way in a lot of different circumstances. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime, I'd be happy to come back. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. To learn more about Nick and his work with Cobb County Fire and Emergency Services, click the link in the show notes. Peter will be back next week with more expert advice to help you protect your business and your people. For video highlights from today's episode, just search for Alert Media on YouTube and remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sarah Prattley signing off. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, the industry's most intuitive emergency communication and threat intelligence solution. To learn more about how to protect your people and business during critical events, visit alertmedia.com. Until next time.